Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Four Hyundai inventory, brand new inventory, great stuff. Great warranties, fabulous vehicles, great selection, end-of-the-year savings, everything. And a pre-owned inventory all over the lot that they've gone over each and every one with the Sunbury Motors Guarantee. Terrific service department. They're always looking for new technicians, too. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Seattle winning 14-3, to but the Giants have driven down in the third quarter with an opportunity to cut it down to maybe 14-10. And then the Seahawks' first-round draft pick made a play. Seattle looks like they want to rush four, and they do. Jones is going to throw, throws near side. Ball picked off! Witherspoon comes near side, down the sidelines. Jones chasing him, he cuts back inside, picks up blockers, still being chased. Witherspoon far side, 20, 15, 10, 5. He is in. Holy catfish. Witherspoon went a mile and a half with the interception for a touchdown. Um. A mile and a half is approximately 2,500 yards, 2,600 yards. He went 98. <laughs> Kidding. Eh, kid's give a, or take. Kid's a good player. He really is. I liked him. I already. I always liked him at Illinois anyway. But you see the way he has adapted the NFL. He's made the jump. You know, he got a sack last night. Played the run really well, and then of course we you know, we know he can play the pass. That was a really good pick, uh, and he's one of the guys they got in the Russell Wilson trade. Essentially, that's one of the one of the draft picks. Yeah. So, and there's going to be more. They're not done drafting guys from that from the Russell Wilson trade. Not done yet. All right. Is there anything else that you're upset about? Not at the moment, but we still got a little under an hour left. You never know. That sigh of relief you hear here is America. All right, so. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. All right. Uh, college football playoff eventually is going to be up for bid. There are five networks that now claim that they have some interest in it. Um, and four are now known. The fifth one, we're not sure. 
uh, NBC has now made it known that they are one of those that would like a slice of the 12-team college football playoff. And front office sports made the report. The, uh, they've started preliminary discussions for the media rights to the expanded playoff, and that will be up for grabs in 26. I mean, so this is not going to be they start next year and there's going to be multiple media companies. No. It's going to be next year and the year after. It's all ESPN. But in 26, it's all up for, for bid. And this is where you can get more money for it. And they heard presentations from five media companies last week. It's now been confirmed that one of them was NBC. They didn't know whether NBC was going to bid or not. NBC did bid. So right now, everybody knows it's ESPN, Fox, NBC, and CBS. The fifth media company, nobody knows if it's Amazon, Apple, the CW. I'm not kidding. I mean, the CW. I mean, they don't know. Nobody knows who the other one is. They think it's a streamer. Now, could it be NBC offering both as a network and as a streamer? Could be. I wonder if that changes based on how ratings come out for the Peacock-only NFL wildcard game this year. Could. I mean, it very well could. Now, look, this is this is what can be offered by everybody but Fox. NBC can offer the combination of both. Now, guess what? We're going to put it on NBC, and the game's also going to be on Peacock. When Penn State played Iowa, for example... The Delaware game was exclusively on Peacock, but the Iowa game, actually, that was on CBS. The uh, West Virginia game was on both NBC and Peacock. See, the game with Iowa was on CBS and Paramount Plus. It was on both. So, in other words, you can use the two in, in combination. And NBC, by the way, they paid tens of millions for the exclusive wildcard game that you're talking about. And let's see what they want to do with this. CBS is Paramount Plus, ESPN is ESPN Plus. And of course, NBC is Peacock. But supposedly they're in it. Uh, Colorado. Lowest viewership for a Colorado game this season with USC. Any rejoicing on your part? <laughs> yes, but I'm also not surprised. It was also the number one college football game for the weekend at $7.24 million. Now your balloon <laughs> popped. What? <laughs> yeah. So the win over uh, when they lost to Oregon, it had over 10 million viewers, number one for the week. They went down 3 million viewers, but they were still number one, 7.2. So there you go. Now you're confused. (laughs) Uh, 
game the game between Florida and Kentucky on ESPN actually beat out ABC's Clemson Syracuse game. So under the category of that's something you don't see every day, that's one of them. The Florida Kentucky game at 2.3 million viewers. Opposite the ABC game between Clemson and Syracuse, 1.9. Second biggest audience of the day was Georgia Auburn, 6.4 million. Michigan Nebraska was at 4.47 million. ABC's game, Notre Dame and Duke, 5.3 million. Fox did not have a primetime game. They aired baseball. And Michigan State and Iowa drew 2.17 million. That was the ninth most watched game of the day. Penn State Northwestern, by the way, on BTM was the 14th most watched game of the day. This week, Big noon kickoff, Maryland, Ohio State. ABC will have Oklahoma, Texas from the Cotton Bowl. ESPN is LSU, Missouri, featuring your personal friend, Brian uh, Kelly. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! You guys are so tight. I'm surprised you've never had him on the show. <laughs> Well, I mean, if we ever get some sort of bowl matchup with Penn State, well, then I just made ha- I just might have to. Yeah, I just thought on a personal basis, hey, it's your buddy, Matt. How you doing? Thanks for all the gifts you sent to John Paul. Could you be on our show? No? Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. In the afternoon, CBS has Alabama, Texas A&M. ABC will have Virginia Tech, Florida State. Fox has Central Florida, Kansas. Prime time this week will be Kentucky, Georgia. That's going to be a good game, I think, on ESPN. Kentucky's playing really well. I know they have to go to uh, Sanford Stadium, but still. NBC's got the Little Brown game. That's Michigan and Minnesota. It's it's just, eh. Notre Dame and Louisville, eh. The Lake and then uh, Fresno State and Wyoming play on Fox. Colorado will be playing Arizona State at 6.30 Eastern time. And that game will be on? Go ahead, guess. You can do it. CW. Pac-12 Network. So there will be no rating for it because uh, the Pac-12 network does not get ratings. I mean, in other words, it's not metered. Okay? So there you go. That'll be a W for Colorado. Should be. Should be, I should say. Arizona State plays good offense. Remember, they hired the offensive coordinator from, I think it was Oregon. And he went down there, and I watched some of the USC game, and as I've been pointing out for a long time, USC's defense is okay, but, they, but you know, there's there's outstanding, there's great, there's very good, there's good, there's okay. USC's defense, for the most part, is okay. 
But I watched some of that when I got back from Illinois. I'm like, and Arizona State was moving the ball and getting some points. Well, Colorado's defense is no better than okay. They're no better than okay. So Arizona State will score some points. The question is, can they slow down Sanders and the offense? I mean, this could be another one of those games that ends up like you know, 40-something to 30-something. Oh, Angel Hernandez has the plate tonight for the Phillies game. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, kidding. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. Just kidding. Can you imagine if he were to get a playoff game in Philly and he makes a bad call? His life will end, and I'm not afraid to admit that. Yeah, I don't even know who, what the umpiring assignments are for the playoffs. I, I, no clue. So, All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star trucks, plus anything that fits in the door, and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Jerry Jones, Road to the Super Bowl, runs through the 49ers. I mean, as of right now, he's not wrong. Well, I don't blame him for saying it because which team has ended the Cowboys' playoff aspirations in the playoffs the last few years? 49ers. That probably has something to do with it. Yeah, that too. Uh, I I think right now, to me, in the NFC, the three best teams I've seen have been the Niners would be first. Uh, they keep guys healthy. They are really good, really versatile. Detroit second. I know they lost a game, but, man, there's something about that team I like. I like how they dominate the trenches. I mean, they can pound games out, and it's not like they don't have athletes. They do. St. Brown's really good. The two running backs are very good. That replaced DeAndre Swift. Goff's been steady to his credit. And they've got some guys on defense. Hutchinson, they've got, you know, Detroit's not bad. And then Philadelphia has been, like, steady, really good. I know they had a couple guys hurt. Uh, Reddick finally got a, what, a sack the other day. But he's been playing 
banged up. Yeah, he finally got the cast off his thumb last week, which I yeah. think prompted him to play better, and then he finally got a sack last week. Sure, yeah. Um, and for the most part, the Eagles have played well. They just haven't played what I would consider to be great. But, I mean, do you want to be playing great in September? I mean, you want to be playing great in December and January, right? Absolutely. Um, but right now, that would those those two teams would be... I'm talking about the 49ers and the Lions would be tough matchups for Philadelphia. They really, especially if they're not playing in Philadelphia. Now they don't get Detroit this year, right? Correct, they do not. Okay, but they their NFC San- North game this year was the Vikings. Okay. They get one. Oh yeah, you know because they were division champs. That's why. Right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um. The and their game with San Francisco was in San Francisco. No, that game's back in Philly, actually. Well, that game's in Philly. Yep. Wow. That game is in Philly, December third, I think. Hmm. See if that seventh round pick can survive the game, huh? <laughs> we'll see. He's not bad. No, absolutely. It's it's a different story if Purdy didn't get hurt. I am not going to deny that. He is, again, is he one of the top 15 quarterbacks in the league? No. But what is Kyle Shanahan doing? He's calling a game in such a way that allows him to be productive and is calling the game in such a way where it's stay where and then Purdy's doing his part. He's staying away from the big mistake. He doesn't usually do anything adventurous. How about that? But he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. And it's not as if Purdy has never been um, around the block. He has. I mean, you know, four years started at Iowa State, so the speed of the game, while greater at this level, he's at least used to it, the speed of a game. How about that? And I think that that does help. But he has been good, steady, Eddie. The question's going to be when he gets in a game on the road and behind and has to produce a drive and so forth. Let's see how he get, how he does. But he's been good so far. You know, it doesn't matter if you're perceived as the third best team in in the NFC and. In early October, who cares? I'm just saying at this point, the way the teams have played, I just really like the way Detroit's played, and I really like the way the Niners have played. I think the Eagles have been really good. Um, I'll, I'll say this: the Eagles, the one thing the Eagles have head and shoulders above the other two is their place kicker, Elliott. I mean, you can get the ball to the 35 yard line, you're going to get points. He has been really really good, consistent. And you notice when he kicks it, it's never really any, like, it's not really near one upright or the other. It's pretty much down the middle. By the way, uh, somebody, I apologize for this. Somebody did ask officiating questions online. It was Dave and Jameson, right? And Dave, I apologize. This is my fault for not getting to you on this. Um, Since Matt is back this week, and hopefully the baby's feeling fine, and Matt's over it, right? Yeah, okay. For field goals and extra points, how do the officials under the goalposts know the kick is good? They never seem to look up 
to watch the balls that pass. They actually they do look up. They're looking up and then they'll just check quickly. You'll see they'll look up, check with if it's down the middle, it's down the middle. Like it's fine. It's when they gets to one side or the other, they'll look at each other. That way in unison they can say it's good. So usually there's a short delay. Okay? And that's the short delay is just each one checking to make sure. You got it? It's good? Good. I've got it good, too. That's all they're doing. Um, but there's two, one under each upright. It's the ones that are near the upright because a lot of kicks, the ball will go up, and it's higher than the upright. They've got to check with each other and make sure. Uh, saw a replay of the Nebraska fake field goal first down against Louisiana Tech. Looked like the 95 game with Joe Nassasi. I suspect Matt Rule was on that team, yeah. Uh, how do officials mark the spot of a punt that goes out of bounds? Okay. So what happens is is the, the official downfield will run up to the spot, okay, and he's running down and he's checking with the other official on their line of sight on the angle he had. And he's coming up, and then when he gets to the spot, the official who had the angle on it that's behind the punter. Okay, so it's the, actually the lead referee will say, that's where I saw it went out of bounds. So if you see him coming down, he's really not the guy that saw it. You know, he knows it went out of bounds, but he doesn't know where. So he's running down the field with his arm up, and he's checking with the lead referee who was behind the punter. And as he gets to the certain point, he goes, that's the angle where it went out of bounds right there. Okay, And they're looking for a landmark to make sure that he's got that angle just right. When he gets to the landmark, that's where they mark it. Okay? I hope that helps. So one official under each upright, they just check with each other to make sure they've got the same call. Then they make the call. And... The coordination between the referee and the line judge, bang. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com Ford, Kia, Hyundai best in new inventory great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee great service department backs up everything every step of the way really good Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury Sunbury Motors, Kia Roots 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. So we'll get Neil Coolong in a moment. America's happy you're back, by the way. We're getting a lot of notes from people. Well, I appreciate it. It is good to be back. No, I didn't get any notes, but that's okay. I wanted to make you feel good. Uh, so... <laughs> get the lingerie on the deck. Call the yeah, janitor. Kidding. I just want to know why you didn't name the child Aaron Jalen. Call him AJ. <laughs> um, I would have done that, but the wife would have uh, shot that down immediately. Wow. Oh. 
Well, okay. So we settled on John Paul for JP instead, because that's a good athlete name anyway, if he chooses to do sports. The play-by-play voice of World Cup soccer, JP Delacamera. Uh, absolutely. I love JP Delacamera. De yeah. Well, so, yeah, I hope that helps out uh, because David asked about the two referees, and they coordinate with each other. Now, most kicks, like I was talking about Elliot's kick, goes straight down the middle almost all the time. They just kind of glance and go, yeah, 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 it's good. It's the ones that are going over the top where they'll look at each other, especially at that point, and go, hey, what do you think? Just confirming. But they'll take a second, make sure, boom. That way they're both saying it's good. Because the last thing you want is one saying it's no good and the other one saying it's good. No. That's why they'll take that moment and look at each other. Yep, you got Yep, it's good. Yep, a little quick nod, move on. Uh, on the sideline when the punt goes out of bounds, they're looking for a landmark, essentially, especially when the ball sails. It's not like when the ball dribbles out of bounds, you can find it. When a ball sails out of bounds, and Northwestern had one of those on Saturday where he just hit it and just completely hit it wrong. And so the one guy that's down the field, he's just running up, running up, running up with his arm in the air, and they're trying to you know pick out a landmark, and he'll say, boom, you know that's about the spot where, you know, between the landmark and you, that's where it went out of bounds. So that's how they do it. Uh, we mentioned NBC in the college football playoff. It'll start next year. Uh, as of right now, it's still the six highest-ranked conference champions. All right, the question will be whether they cut it back to five um, and make it seven at large because of the Pac-12 situation. They don't have that worked out yet. And we'll see about that. That's going to be very interesting. Because everybody knows essentially what they're saying is, you know, the power five schools. Right? Even if there's a year where, oh, look, there's a group of five, like uh, you'd have to have two of them be up there. You have to have two. So Steelers made a big move, by the way. Denzel Mims, the former Jets wideout, has signed with the Steelers. This should turn everything around. Oh, my almighty! What? That's right, the missing link. Yeah. For Kenny Pickett. Pickett sounds like he might go and practice tomorrow. Yeah, just a bone bruise, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's a really good thing. Yep, so... That's... They they have a lot of problems. I mean, it's interesting how both the Steelers and the Patriots, you feel like all the mid to lower draft spots that each one has gone through has finally caught up with each of them. And is it any surprise, for example, that you, know, you look at Detroit? Detroit's had a lot of high draft picks. And now they're finally up there. 
I mean, that's the way everything should work in the NFL. That's why they have the draft the way it's set up, the way they have the schedule the way it's set up. Um, that's done for competitive balance. So you look at certain teams that have been down and out. Okay, well, they've got a chance now to rise back up. Cincinnati was eventually able to rise back up. First overall pick, Joe Burrow. Fifth overall pick, Jamar Chase. You know, things like that. And you look at Detroit, you know, second overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Penny, Penny Sewell was, what was Sewell? Fourth, fifth overall pick. Um, they've been able to get guys like that that can play and makes a difference as opposed to the Steelers and the Patriots for a long time. And in part because each one had a great Hall of Fame quarterback, Brady with the Patriots and Roethlisberger with the Steelers. They were able to play for a long time with guys like that that made a difference that allowed them to get into the playoffs. Well, getting into the playoffs also means that your draft position in each round, not just the first round, but each round is further back unless you make some sort of deal. Now, in this case, the Steelers made a deal. They traded Chase Claypool to the Bears. Oh. They ended up with the 32nd pick of the draft, which is Joey Porter Jr. I'd never understood that trade the day they made it. The day they made it, only a second-round pick. I said, this guy's like a sixth or seventh. What are you talking about? Second round. And now he's throwing the coaches under the bus in the media. I mean, just <laughs> he's not playing. He's not. I mean, it, here's the bottom line: he's not good enough. Right? He's not good enough. I, I just don't, I don't get it. I didn't get it when they made the deal. Now I could see them trading him, and he goes someplace, and they get maybe a fifth to seventh round pick. Like, oh, okay, fine. But when they gave him a second round pick, remember you remember how I reacted? Uh, yeah, we all had this similar reaction. Like, <laughs> Absolute like, steal for the Steelers. Like, like what? Uh, okay, now you see this. Like okay, so every once in a while you'll see a um, something like that happens. But for the most part, the Steelers and the Patriots have been drafting further back, and you know the Patriots have traded down and so forth. Right, but they haven't been getting top 10 draft picks. And at some point, he catches up to you, and you feel like it's caught up to him. Okay? That's the way the league is designed. It's not that suddenly out of nowhere, you know, Belichick's a bad coach. It's not like suddenly out of nowhere, Tomlin's a bad coach. No, come on. But at some point, uh, it does catch up with you. And for the Steelers and the Patriots, I think that time's come. It's caught up to them. I mean, even when they drafted a quarterback, Kenny Pickett, what did they draft him, 20th? He wasn't a top 10 pick. But then again, the Giants drafted sixth with their quarterback. Ooh, boy. That 
was uh, that was not a good game last night. Wow, that was a bad game. I don't get why I was so chippy last night. Part I'm watching. I didn't get why I was so chippy. Just play. I mean, just play. Play, play hard. And, of course, you've been all caught up in the Taylor Swift thing. No, senor! It's brought more fans. What was the number one rated show for, for the last week? Yeah, I know. I mean, it is bringing a different fan base. And remember, what is everybody in television fighting for right now? They're fighting for to get more people to watch in the 18 to 34 demographic, right? Trying to get more 18 to 34s to attend games, and they're trying to get more 18 to 34s to watch games. Well, to her credit, she does get more 18 to 34s to watch games. You're disgusted. Two things to that. I, I Travis, I, I like the Kelsey family, obviously, because I'm an Eagle fan with Jason Kelsey. So I'm I'm happy for Travis. I think it's kinda it might it's kinda like a fun possibly could be a fun love story. I love I, the podcast that he does with Jason, I, but I really it, yeah, I don't know them, so I really <laughs> I don't know. But just two things with that. The one is you've got fans that are just purely T Swift fans and don't give one eye all about football that are buying tickets at what are where I guess were really expensive last week just maybe for the one in millionth chance they'll see Taylor Swift somewhere in the stadium. Okay. I mean, like, really? And then secondly, the intelligence of the NFL fan base is definitely going to be going down a few notches because of stuff like that. That's where I draw the line a little bit. I don't think it matters. If they want to go for that reason, what? <laughs> it's okay to have fun. I've said that a thousand times. It's okay to have fun. But I'm happy for Travis and, Kelsey. I and, hope it works and, out. I don't think if, it will. And if fun means fans want to get glimpses of her because they love her, fine. That means they want to attend because she's there, fine. If if they want to watch the game on TV because they may have shots of her on TV, fine. I have no problem with that. It doesn't matter. Right? Everybody's allowed their own interest in life. I realize that you would like to see all of us line up in lockstep behind you. I got it. You know, it's, well, <laughs> it's, it's kind of disconcerting for you that uh, some of us out there are like, you know, like, okay, whatever, you know. Then I'll not that, you know wound up in you, that's that's fine. And I know you're mad about it. Now Donna Kelsey, she had herself a weekend. Watching the Eagles with Jake from State Farm. Then you get to watch the Chiefs Jets game with T Swift and Hugh Jackman and like a whole bunch of other celebrities were there at the game Sunday night. And that's a heck of a weekend right there. And I love Mama Kelsey. 
just so you know, I've, you know, in my lifetime, I've, I've been around a few. They're people. <laughs> okay. It's like, it's oh, I know. Yeah, I, I've I've had my like, experiences just, with those types it, of people too. But it's just people. It's all, it, which is fine. It just turns out that they do something that makes them well known. It's not. But I have no problem with that. I have no problem she's at the game. I have no problem that they show her. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, cause that's fine. Um, it's. I think everybody making a. I think people are making a big deal out of nothing. I really do. And I think that's. Uh, if people want to watch because she's there, that's fine. I'm glad, you know. Welcome aboard. You may like the game. May end up getting fans for life because they like it. I do recommend the Kelsey documentary, by the way, on Amazon Prime. Really, really good. I'd like to recommend Jack Ryan and Amazon Prime, but that's, you know, that's just me. It's just. <laughs> oh, my almighty! I got a chance to watch that during my time off. And? What, the Kelsey thing or Jack Ryan? Kelsey. Oh, you should have watched Jack Ryan. <laughs> Come on. Hey, first cats. Ace. What makes it so intriguing? I don't know. It was. It's because he's a beloved eagle. It's he's got a very interesting family and and background. The thing with Travis, you get to relive the Super Bowl season last year. I I always love the behind the scenes stuff anyway when it comes to sports in general, but especially the NFL. <laughs> Obviously, you will not be watching anytime soon. I mean, my goodness, even on the first down stuff, when it's fourth down in inches, he's not even good enough to make a block in the play. they got to get guys to push him from behind. <laughs> Whatever works. That's all I say. I'm just kidding you. Oh, it's so easy to get a rise out of you. It's unbelievable. Oh. Ah. Although with the suit, most of the jokes went, went, went over his head. So I was like, <laughs> I'd have to explain them later. It's just, it wasn't fun. Right. S-U-I-T, that spells suit Sitting in the corner office, plotting the demise of the Steelers' offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. Yes, he's definitely at the forefront. <laughs> Pasting, pasting letters on a note. <laughs> we'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, the Tim Wakefield passed away. Derek Lowe was very close to Wakefield. He said he was always a great listener and he wasn't afraid to tell you the truth. Now, Lowe won 21 games. 2002, he won 17 in 2003. 
but he was a 14-game winner in 2004. But he was a 14-game winner because the offense was great. His ERA was 5.42, and in September it was 6.39. Terry Francona told him, you will not be in the starting rotation of the playoffs. And low was irate. Said he gave serious thought to going home before the playoffs began, but then he talked to Wakefield. And he said, look, he's a great listener. He says, he's always truthful with me. And he looked at me. He says, would you pitch you right now? And he said, I had to think about it. He said, if you look at our rotation, we have Pedro Martinez, Kurt Schilling, Bronson Arroyo, and me. Would you pitch you? And Lowe said, I looked at him and said, no. He said, well, there's your answer. But if you go home right now, you realize you'll never pitch for this organization ever again. And how can you help us if you're at home? Again, he was telling the truth. He said, he single-handedly saved my career in Game 3 against the Yankees. Okay, my job that night was to come in and pitch when the game was a blowout. But he raised his hand and said, no, I'm going to do it. And he went the final three and the third. It allowed me to pitch Game 4, which the Red Sox won. It then allowed me to start Game 7, which he won. He went through four games, had a 1.86 ERA, and was the winning pitcher in all three series-ending games in October against the Angels, the Yankees, and the Cardinals. He ended up with a four-year, $36 million deal with the Dodgers because of that. He said, you hear all the time that he was the most selfless pitcher and was just interested in what was best for the team. He said, you can't always look out for yourself. You always have to look at everybody around you and give the other guy what they need. And sometimes that's the truth. It's interesting how stories turn out. And I mean, he was, he's, like, he's furious. And he looked at me and said, would you start yet? I mean, he threw out the names. I got Schilling, I got Martinez, I got Bronson Arroyo, me. He says, which, which one of us are you replacing? He says, uh, nobody. That's fine. There's your answer. Be ready. Well, turned out he was ready. Yeah, it's a tough one to lose, and everybody in Pittsburgh loved him, too. Everybody in Pittsburgh loved him. He's only 57 years old, Matt. 57. Yeah, that was a shame when I saw that. Well, no, it's uh, I do have a friend whose son, and, and his son is my friend as well, who's fighting brain cancer right now. And he's only in his early 40s. Hey, Matt, it's 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 devastating. It's heartbreaking. It, re- it just is. So you know what, everybody? Look around. Be happy for what you have. Enjoy life. Enjoy every second of it. I know there's always going to be ups and downs and pitfalls. But you know what? It's okay to laugh. It's okay to smile and have fun. Enjoy what you can get out of life.